Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our daily reading of the Gospel of the Day and meditation. I am James Thomas. Today is Friday, June 9th, 2023, the 9th Friday of Ordinary Time. Our reading today is from the Gospel according to St. Mark. As Jesus was teaching in the temple area, he said, How do the scribes claim that the Christ is the son of David? David himself, inspired by the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I place your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord. So how is he his son? The great crowd heard this with delight. So this is one version of this passage where Jesus is explaining something from the Old Testament, and it's great. (laughs) It's just really great. It's great to see him. um, I mean, these are, there are certain spots where there's just passages that are difficult to understand unless we have a full understanding of our theology of who Jesus is, an understanding of his person, an understanding of the Messiah, who he's supposed to be, what's supposed to happen. There's obviously a lot of people at the time of Jesus that don't understand what's supposed to happen here. They're waiting for a Messiah that is not according to Old Testament prophecy. And some of these are the leaders themselves. Now, do they lack intellectual understanding or do they just lack the will to accept the Messiah because it's a threat to their power and their way of doing things? But here Jesus is explaining that the Messiah, which, by the way, is He is son of David, and at the same time, the God who existed from all eternity. He is, so he's the Messiah in that he's from the Father, but he's also one with the Father, and this is one thing they're not getting, Uh, and here he is fully human. He's fully God. He's fully man. So he is the son of David. Yet he is the creator of David. Hence, David, in talking about the Messiah, says, The Lord said to my Lord, etc., sit at my right hand, etc. So another way to say this would be, The Father said to the Son, sit at my right hand. So that makes a lot of sense. And it's, um, on the one hand, it's talking about nature. You know, this is the way the Trinity is set up. We're being taught about it. And it's there in the Old Testament, even before Jesus, the fullness of revelation tells us about it. But on the other hand, he's talking about what's going to happen with Jesus in our humanity. The humanity of Christ is now going to sit at the right hand of the Father. So, I mean, we could say a lot more about this, but this is the basic message. That Jesus can be the one who has existed from all eternity, while still being the baby that was born in Bethlehem 30 years before uh, this story here in the reading takes place. So anyway, and, and even too, Jesus mentions that scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, properly speaking, is the author of the Old Testament. Yet the Holy Spirit uses human beings and specifically there it's King David. So David is the author. He's writing about his descendant who will also be his Lord. 
So once again, there's a lot of great stuff there, and we could go on and on about it. And some great authors have written a great deal about this, just going deeper and deeper into it. People like Athanasius, some of the fathers of the church. Um, you know, St. Augustine, I know, has written some of these things. Um, I know Athanasius was the big one. I remember in school, I think we read Origin. Origin had a lot to say about it. Uh, and there's definitely others. But let's um, let's go forward here a little bit. Because as Jesus is describing himself, who he is, it's explaining his mission as well. It's explaining the incarnation that God became one of us to save us. We need that to happen and it elevates our humanity. So he's son of God, yet he's son of David. He's God and man. The human race is united with heaven. Therefore, for us now, for the church now, for each of us individually now, there is this mystery of human and divine coming together. And it gives us such great hope when we consider that, yes, we are sinful. The church is made up of sinners. Our leadership is made up of sinners. Many mistakes are made, and yet still God and man come together. Earth and man, <laughs> earth and heaven come together in the person of Christ. Pope John Paul, in his first encyclical, uh, encyclical letter, Redemptor Hominis, the Redeemer of Man, it's about Jesus. He says, and this is just a basic encyclical about Jesus, and it's wonderful to read. He says, in order for us to understand ourselves, we first have to understand Christ. We have to, I mean, we have to know who he is. We have to know some of these basics, but then we have to talk to him, have a relationship with him. And so there's this back and forth between falling deeper in love with him communicating more deeply with him, but at the same time, understanding him better. Our knowledge increases as our prayer increases and our prayer increases as our knowledge increases because we're better able to connect with him. So this is great stuff. We, the reason we can only know ourselves through Christ, Pope John Paul says, is that Jesus is the one through whom we are made. Jesus is the one we were made for. The Bible tells us this. All were created through him. All were created for him. He is before all else that is. It is through him that everything else comes into being. So the world and the human race were made for Jesus and through Jesus. He is the template of our creation. The Father made us through the Son and for the Son. So when we fell in our sins... It made sense for Jesus, the Son, to come and get us, to become man, to be born in time. Because we are made in God's image, and Jesus, we are told by Scripture, is the image of the Father. So Jesus, it's destined, it's predestined for him to be our Savior. And even if we hadn't sinned, still, Jesus is the one through whom we came from the Father's hand to this world that we live in now. This, you could call it a testing ground, but it's so much more than that. And therefore, Jesus is the bridge through which we go back. Except now, because of sin, it's not as pretty. It's not as nice and clean and easy. We have to go through the cross. That's the only way back to heaven. 
through the cross, because the cross pays the price for our sins. Jesus had to endure the cross. Jesus opened up the channels of grace by dying on the cross. The cross actually is the channel of grace that leads us back to heaven. And we have to carry our own crosses. We have to participate in this. We have to choose Jesus and then accept the crosses that we are sent. We have to persevere in following him, even when it's difficult. But we have great hope because he's gone before us and he never leaves us. He's with us the whole time. So once again, understanding Jesus, just just by reading a simple reading like this and sitting with it, praying about it. I know Jesus upset the religious leaders by saying what we just heard. Yet for us now, it's, it's hard to imagine because this is our theology, which this is something we've been taught. He is both God and man. He existed from the beginning of time and from all eternity, yet he was born into time. And this shatters the, um, the arguments of the Pharisees that don't want to accept that Jesus could be God, that the God-man who's walking around performing miracles is more than just a miracle worker, but he is the God that existed from all eternity. He's not in the image that they want him to be in which is so prideful on their part. And he's not elevating them. He's not coming and bowing before them. Rather, he's coming as their master because he's the one that made them in the first place and they will be judged by him in the end. So, once again, understanding Jesus is the key to our salvation. St. Teresa of Avila in her writings talks about just the path to holiness. How do we get to holiness? Well, it's through Jesus, of course, I mean, she had a great devotion to Mary and the saints, St. Joseph in particular for her. But, of course, Jesus is the Redeemer. The saints are intercessors. Mary's an intercessor. They're models for us. But Jesus is the one. Jesus is the Savior. But she gets more specific than that, as do other saints in different ways. But she really spells this out. I can think of St. Francis of Assisi just really focusing on the crucifixion as well as the the birth in Bethlehem, great things for us to meditate on and fall in love with. But Teresa of Avila says it's the humanity of Christ through which we enter into the Trinity, not simply Jesus up on the throne in heaven, but through his humanity, through meditating on the Gospels and especially embracing him in his crucifixion, his death, his crucifixion, his death, his resurrection, his passion, his paschal mystery. Through Jesus, we come to know ourselves, who we are, what we are, what God's plan is for us, and it's through Jesus that we have an opportunity to experience glory. Just as Jesus' body after the resurrection was glorified, we receive glory only by the merits of Jesus and are pursuing his heart. June is the month of the Sacred Heart. I know we're hearing it. It's the month of so many other things, some things not being so great. But in the church, we celebrate the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And it's through that heart, that wounded heart that was pierced while his body hung on the cross for us, that we find grace, that we find peace, that we ultimately find our way back to the Father. Hope everybody has a great day. Let's keep each other in prayer. God bless you.